0: i mean great
1: advertisement that's more than me you know i i wish i had someone as talented as you managing my social media because <laughs> like i'm producing a movie right now i've got some cool photos and everything it's just like i i hate all of this i don't i i just don't want to do it <laughs> but
0: uh oh but uh going back the reason why i didn't post anything after my black friday image was because it just got too intense, and I was like, "I don't want anyone else to know that I'm running a sale." Yeah, and I was yeah. just like, "This is going to be the one and done. I'm not, I'm not coming up for air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll see you later. I'll see you guys next year." You know, that's funny. Because uh, I usually would like, "Hey, this is the thing," or "Hey, it's the last day of the sale," and I was like, "Fuck that. <laughs> I, I don't want anymore. I'm, I'm at my limit." You know, yeah. Uh, but It's good. I I don't want to complain too much other than it being stressful because I don't want to take this for granted. Right. Like you know, life's
1: so hard you're doing the thing you wanted to do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like why yeah. I don't wanna I don't wanna be that person and be like, hey, isn't this what you love? Why are you complaining about it? Yeah. Or isn't this what you wanted? Which i feel
1: like that's something easy that
0: people can get into is just to you know it, to it so is it you so know? is
1: and i i had that feeling the other day when it was like an actor dropped out and i had to play mission impossible with the 11th hour and get someone to fill in for that spot for you know two days from now and it's just like this is what i'm complaining about like your life is so charmed you know it's just <laughs> right right fuck you stop complaining you know um i i feel like if more people had quote-unquote bad days like we have bad days that the world would be a better place yes <laughs> the end I'm... period you know right right like Like this this is what you're bitching about it's like oh i have to find an actor because this other person had something going it's not the first time you're here it's not the last time it'll happen again just get over it you know and move forward right and it did and it was fine and everything turned out magically so it it yeah
0: but it's so weird that we our our mental capacity to make like to turn so negative or be like, this is so hard, where it's like, let's kind of put things in
1: perspective. We have a roof over our head. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Like you're you're (laughs) our food's provided for. You're totally fine. (laughs) Everything's okay. Like (laughs) we can
0: basically more or less do what the fuck we want to do with a smile. You know, like every every so goddamn it's like, day. <laughs> it's like, wait, what am I what do I had to complain about now? You Pretty know? much. Yeah. So take it like let's continue to put things in perspective because I I mean all I have to do is remember two years ago. That's it. And put myself back in that mental state of being like feeling like your wheels are spinning and going nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I'm thankful for basically crowdfunding. My life, <laughs> you know, yeah, but like thanks everyone for. I mean, it's so crazy where it's like, um, probably like, I mean, yeah, over, oh, probably over 6,000 posters sold just online this year, you know, that's a lot of fucking, it's a lot of paper in people's homes, right? A lot of of paper. <laughs> what I wonder is because I'll get like, I, I'll get orders from like the same city, like Kalamazoo. Or something like that or like there's this there was like this town in basilica california i think is what it's called hmm. but like three people in like one week ordered from that town and i'm like are they all friends like i wonder if they all know each other you know the, should i reach out to them or something like <laughs> yeah yeah because this is it's not los angeles or new york you know it's like what the fuck is this podunk town yeah so I, I i just imagine that they all had a conversation they're like yeah we should all order posters from this guy but i don't know maybe they don't because it's on etsy i'll never know if it's on my website i think that would be a stronger argument but etsy sorry to keep talking about this i'm just really happy about it but uh what's crazy is since covid 19 began before covid 19 began etsy had like two million stores which is a fuck ton That's a Mm -hmm. huge marketplace and like Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I'll ever see know everything that can possibly be sold on Etsy with the amount of stores. Like what are people selling, you know? Yeah, right. Or what are successful stores? But since the COVID-19
1: began, it's grown to 4.8 million. A lot lot of cottage industries so to speak, you know. It's a lot. That's a lot of stores but
0: somehow it's like I was still able to be found, you know? And I'm in the top 11,000 of store owners in Etsy. Out, out of, of four
1: four million, yeah,
0: yeah, amazing, yeah, amazing. So, thank God, and sorry for spending a, an exuberant amount of time
1: tooting my own horn. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, you know, there's not a lot of people you can talk about that with, so I'm I'm happy to happy to listen. Should Should we record a podcast? Yeah, we <laughs> might we, want to. Should we do that? Yeah. Hello and welcome to the final show of twenty twenty one, this fall year of our lore. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> we're we're gonna land the plane in a, a good way, a positive way. You know, we got all this great energy in, having Indeed. Yes, yeah. it's, it's Christmas time, it's festivist, Hanukkah, yes. whatever whatever your holiday of choices. What are you talking about today? What are we doing?
0: Well, we are uh I wanna add Real quick that we are now the Richard Donner Loves Christmas podcast or the Richard Donner <laughs> Movies in Chronological Order podcast, because we are talking Pretty about close. the follow up to Lethal Weapon one year after is Scrooged, also directed by Richard Donner, who yeah. then followed this one up with Lethal Weapon 2, who also started his string of movies with Goonies before Lethal Weapon. What a fucking madman.
1: <laughs> like just, just going for it. Hit after you know? hit after hit after yeah. hit. So I noticed that too. It's like, oh wow, like two two Richard Donner movies in a row, huh? Oh, when yeah. did this come out? Oh shit, the next year. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh I often forget
0: that it's from 1988. You know, it this feels like a 90s movie. It doesn't feel like
1: it's a 80s movie, you know it's kind of what, what makes you, get you too, feel like it's it's 90s over 80s
0: oh because there's just less 80s nostalgia you know for it you know they like there's usually like some sort of thing in the 80s movie where it's like oh that's totally 80s but like the phones are different by this point you know they're the more wealthy phones they're not rotary phones anymore you mm-hmm. know uh top of the line vhs you know that sort of thing reminds me of the 90s it is such a thing it exists as <laughs> top of the line vhs yeah yeah uh, i i was is, what I was does vhs out. stand for by the way uh video home cassette oh i was like it's got to be video cassette but what does the h stand for video home cassette
1: all right yeah. all
0: right oh man yeah, I uh... I, was, I was
1: pricing out my home theater the other day that uh you know maybe we'll throw some pictures up that on on social media there but um I I think it's going to be like 5 grand between the projector I have picked out and the Dolby Atmos <laughs> like in your shit sound system cuz I want 4K HDR obviously but it also has to be able to do the 3D so, not that I have a ton of those movies, but I've I got like a ton of them. It'd be nice to watch these fucking things <laughs> right. somehow, you know. Right. Uh,
0: funnily enough, uh, Chris, fellow listener, mm-hmm. uh, he, uh, he's moving into a new home and we almost had the same exact conversation because he's trying to figure out if he wants to buy a, a bigger TV or a projector or both and, you know, all that stuff and yeah. home theater. Equipment low, low latency projector. <laughs> That's, yeah yeah
1: yeah it's
0: interesting you you two are very similar in your uh video nerdery, home video knowledge nerdery <laughs> yeah well to be quite honest because i don't i i don't have time to know things about technology i just oh, i just need to know here it comes i just need to know what to buy yeah so it's like i'll ask either one of you like what should i get and I know you just bought a 4K player. I was like, hey, which one did you buy? <laughs>
1: you know, yes. Yeah. So Here's the link I'll on buy Amazon. I same one. <laughs> you like yeah. it? Yet? You, you checked it out? I, got to no, it I haven't. I haven't had time. Some, <laughs> so yeah, because you're shipping I've, I've orders had it for left a week. right and center.
0: Yeah. I've had it for a week and it's been in the same box under my TV. Just not plugged in. So
1: Well, you're a terrible human being and I'm a worst <laughs> friend is what I'm hearing right now. So back to Scrooged. <laughs> yes. This is my favorite Christmas
0: movie. This is why I wanted to do it. This is, I, I recommend that, this That's one. a fact?
1: Yeah. yeah. You, you yeah, did, this yeah. Is, yeah. This, this like, was this your is pick. Lethal Weapon favorite. was mine because if Die Hard <laughs> is a Christmas movie, like Lethal Weapon's a Christmas movie, let's do that. And then yeah Scrooge was and then picture. i went with this one but yeah it was totally unrelated to
0: richard donner and when i put it in because i didn't also i didn't do any research before i watched it you know i just like put it in it was like directed by richard donner i was like no
1: shit <laughs> we're doing a richard donner. yeah yeah saw so, so the name pop up there and it's like okay we're doing it <laughs> <laughs> yeah strap yeah. in it's happening um but I, uh, this was a
0: movie that I watched all the time as a Christmas movie. And somewhere along the line, this got, uh, was kind of put aside for another popular one, Christmas Vacation. So, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I don't know if a lot of families do this, but I don't own Christmas Vacation, not because it's a bad movie. I love it. But it's one we watch every Thanksgiving as like a tradition and i really well, wish it you know, was like for god's
1: sakes like tv stations will play that the like after thanksgiving dinner for you know <laughs> right yeah twenty seven until christmas so. right um
0: but it had been probably about 10 years since i watched it and what was really great is Scrooge that i didn't or for,
1: christmas screws screw oh, really
0: yeah and um when i watched it again i was pleasantly surprised at the enjoyment that i was getting from it even though i was super familiar with this movie mm-hmm. it was all it was as close as i could have gotten i think to experiencing it like i had never seen it before because it was like really putting a smile to my face and like maybe as an adult you kind of understand more of how much of a dirt bag frank crosses <laughs> throughout most of this movie it's just, a total it's just a, yeah like he stole a cab from that grandma right in the beginning and then Mm. is giving her the middle finger and he's saying bye 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 grandma you know and i'm just wondering because i also didn't own it on dvd and the last time that i owned it was on vhs that's how long it's been so i wonder if i never saw him giving grandma the middle finger because of how shitty the quality vhs is because i thought it was I thought it was just waving to her, like, bye-bye. I'm yeah. waving bye. But he's saying bye-bye while giving her the middle finger, and I was like, wow, he's even worse than I remember. You know? Uh, yeah. But what I love is by the end of it, because of you only get to see the transformation from being such a dirtbag to now being someone that's like championing what Christmas should be, as so profound because of where he came from you know so yeah and i bring that up because certain people upon its release were really negative to how bleak this movie was where i didn't get that i that was
1: not my experience it's you know it that's a christmas story i mean right (laughs) right that that's the soul of the whole thing is that this total shit learns that this is how you be a human being and that's the meaning of christmas you know right and like even richard dotter like this movie has such an interesting journey where this i think this was the first movie bill murray made after ghostbusters
0: he was in a cameo for a little shop of horrors that was in right, right 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 but that was that was like such a small thing it's like yeah. a blink and you miss it's it It's throw throwaway kind of yeah. thing yeah
1: yeah, favor for Rick Moranis because the whole Second City connection. But then Richard Donner was even saying like, you know, I think this is the movie that Bill Murray became an actor because he had that arc that you were talking about where here's a total piece of crap. Right, the, the, real, if real you look piece, up yeah. If you look up human garbage in the dictionary, this is this man. And then on the other side of it, the ghosts of Christmas teach him that like, no, this is how you, this is how you be. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This is how you be a human. Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. What's
0: really interesting. And I found this as like one of the side stories that I found really amazing was in his final performance, right. Where he, takes over the live show and he's talking about the spirit of Christmas and what it means. And oh, like how you They, can they create would have miracles. cut them off
1: so quick. I'm just, Oh yeah. Just putting oh, that yeah. out there. Like having worked at a TV station, like get that man off the air. like So what I
0: found really interesting was that like, it kind of got a little disjointed with the camera movement in the movie. And I was like, Oh, is that intentional? But Bill Murray just went off script entirely. Even to his marks. He didn't walk to his marks so suddenly the camera's like shifting in weird directions and he completely improvised like that whole thing from like when he stops the show, you know, like dropping the baby, you know, like Mm -hmm. all that stuff to the end when everyone's singing was all improvised, which is fucking crazy. That's like genius level ability to kind of like maintain that level of energy, you know.
1: He improv a lot of the dialogue like throughout the whole film, yeah.
0: And I I, I think
1: that's just that you know, his style of acting is just what what, you know, whatever happens in the moment, kind of thing,
0: right? Um, and so the the, after his like you know, impromptu speech about Christmas, the crew was like blown away, right? The actual crew and they were like applauding him because like it was emotional, people like felt that in the while they were filming so everyone was happy except michael uh o'donohue who's one of the writers he said that he thought the actor was suffering a mental breakdown and said what was that is this the jim jones hour right wow and he said this right next to richard donner right this prompted richard donner to assault michael punching him really hard in the shoulder, which left him bruised for a week. Can you imagine the testicular fortitude to have Bill Murray on set improvising this awesome speech, and then some writer says that, right? Not even the director, and says it in the moment. Good
1: grief. Yeah. What a moron. So, a couple things to unpack there. Um, the Jim Jones hour... Jim Jones was like a cartoon supervillain in real life. One of the worst human beings ever to walk the earth. So getting that out of the way. Right. You know, you watch Bill Murray's scene there. And I I do think it felt like he had a breakdown, but that's the character. Like he he was broken at that point and he did that thing. So, to see that and then compare it to a person who is, who is, I, I cannot articulate this more clearly, so unambiguously evil and you're comparing the man learning the definition of Christmas to that, All I would have right. punched him right in the fucking face myself. Like, right. damn,
0: oh, wow. Wow. I when I read that story I was blown away because that this moment of Bill Murray is like the crescendo of the whole thing right it's really moving and each time I see him in that breakdown it's like yeah maybe I maybe I can be a little per, a little better right? Mm -hmm. Maybe I can be a better person. Maybe it's not too late. It's never too late to change something about me. Maybe I can give a little more, put a little more effort into things, make sure people I love and care about know that. All those things, right? It's amazing that movies can do that, right? And to
1: have this asshole, yeah, compare it to Jim Jones, is fucking incredible. One of the worst unambiguously evil human beings. Yeah. Yeah ever to walk the earth so can't i'm surprised that, that
0: i'm surprised that michael o'donohue if you're listening still got to have a career after saying something like that
1: oh like what, what, what else did he do what i
0: what? don't know he had an imdb page but <laughs> i was so insulted <laughs> from look 1988 <laughs> that i didn't look it up <laughs> oh so, wow yeah so uh yeah that's yeah, rough fuck man. that guy that's yeah rough Yeah, because, I mean, you just, like, you can't help but kind of hum along to that, like, put a little love in your heart type, or that song. You can't help, by the end of that movie, you can't help but, like, hum along to it as the credits are rolling, you know? Yeah. And the amount of times that my sister and I said also, like, feed me, see more, feed me, because of this movie and not Little Shop of Horrors. (laughs)
1: yeah there is that little reference in there yeah 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 uh so yeah that's one i i don't like a ton of musicals but that's one of my favorite little shop of horrors is great but it's also
0: been probably about 10 years since i've seen it so i kind of want to put it in it's always on the edge of getting into my amazon cart you know
1: (laughs) it's it's worth it it's still so yeah
0: yeah um, but yeah, I just wanted to share that. So, so
1: one of the other dinner party facts that I uncovered was that Sam Kinison was supposed to play the ghost of Christmas present. Do you see that? Oh, really? No, I didn't. One of my favorite Christmas things ever is the uh, episode of Married with Children, where he is the ghost that teaches Al Bundy that life is worth living. And he's, he's just failing. Constantly, constantly, constantly. And it's so brilliant. Um, I I think it's on Hulu for free, if you want to check okay. that down. I want to say it's season four, maybe five. It's a two-part episode. Like, Al gets electrocuted, plugging in the Christmas lights. And, you know, like, his life is so miserable that just being there makes other people more miserable. So it's like, well, that's <laughs> that's that's why I'm going to live. <laughs> so... Imagine that just in the place of Carol Kane.
0: Man, I don't know. It's hard because she's my favorite uh, ghost.
1: Of, well, well she's a fantastic comedian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so it's hard to imagine, but it would be pretty funny if he wore the same outfit as her, but was Sam Kinison, you know? Okay. Yeah. With like the, With the, the purple. Yeah. And like the, the wings and the pink dress. Um also relating to her is they had like a professional ballerina come in to do the, um, to do her ballerina dancing as she's coming in. Oh, well, wow. right. But the, they saw her dancing Carol and they thought her awful dancing was so funny that they got rid of the professional ballerina and just had her dance instead. <laughs> wow because <laughs> like she couldn't dance and was uncoordinated so that's why they uh that's why and it's funny though like how she does dance or her movements you know because it's yeah. uh it's a little scatterbrained you know but i think that's like fits the personality of that goes to a christmas present you know no, it,
1: yeah it does for sure so and uh it, it, she has the most screen time of any of the characters does she
0: uh, man, I always thought it was the ghost of Christmas Past, but I don't know. Maybe they all had like the same amount of time, but maybe it just it felt like it was uh, faster for her because it's such an energetic performance, you know.
1: Um, you know what really struck me was how scary like a lot of those ghosts are. <laughs> oh my god! Like yeah. the, the guy who's he's not one of the ghosts, but he's one of uh Marie's business acquaintances and then holds him outside the window oh my god and the you know the tendons
0: turning to dust and
1: yeah you know and, the, and then later on you've got like the ghost inside of the rib cage of death the tormented souls yeah you know <laughs> and i i think that's what's really great about this is that you know like yeah, it's Christmas and it's fun and festive and all that, but you know, the morality is really embodied by those characters as they and they fucking bring it too. Like, boom, mm-hmm. here it is. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, it just it it really hit me in all the right ways.
0: Yeah, like the special effects. It's it's crazy to see something that's cuz I would imagine that this is like a family movie kind of, you know. A little asterisk there because it is there's some scary moments, I think, for kids. Yeah. So it can't, it's not 100% family, and it's man, it's kind of in some parts, borderline R,
1: <laughs> you know, like yeah, really, really close to becoming R, you know. Uh, but but man, but like that's the kind of line they they skew, and I, I feel like that's where you know the the rubber hits the road because like the the morality of the fable has the weight that you need it to in order for that story to be like oh this is what means something
0: right right oh man yeah it's uh i was just thinking of all the different special effects and even like when i What's interesting is on Dexter Poindexter, or Dexter, no, what's his name? From New York Dolls. I had it written down. I'm derailing (laughs) this so fast. The Ghost of Christmas Past is what he played. David Johannesson uh, is his name, but Poindexter was his stage name. Okay. Anyways, the cabbie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I found so funny is that there's, like, such a great attention to detail because they actually put, like, veins on his cheeks, Because it's implying that he's an alcoholic version of the Ghost of Christmas Past, yeah. You know, Uh, which is like really funny to me. You know, where it's like he's a ghost, but you know, like he's got these little like uh, broken blood vessels (laughs) in his cheeks, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which is it's funny to me. I have a I have another story about uh, him in the movie yeah. another side story yeah let's have it so david Johansson, he's he's the cabbie and he was in a band called the new york dolls another side note to that is uh the sex parts of the sex pistols and the new york dolls came together and formed a semi band you know and then toured what what was that band sex dolls <laughs> of course <laughs> i made a poster for them because they played in lansing so. oh no shit yeah, yeah, long time ago, like six or seven years ago. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. Um. But so his bandmate Arthur Kane of New York Dolls mm. saw Scrooge and was sent into a jealous rage because of all the screen time Johansson got for A Ghost of Christmas Past. Right. He was so enraged that he beat his girlfriend, and then threw himself out the apartment building he was in. In an attempt to commit suicide, he survived because he landed on an awning, which saved him from falling in his recovery or from dying. Mm-hmm. While he was recovering in the hospital from his injuries, he uh, saw an advertisement on the television for a free book of Mormon. So he, um, he's some Mormon uh, uh, <laughs> uh, nuns or whatever came and dropped off the book and he studied Mormonism while he was recovering and he prayed to uh, God that the Mormon religion was real and he said that the Lord sent him an LSD trip and then he was converted to Mormonism. So there you go. That's another piece of shit. <laughs> on. Uh, wow. I mean, who gets mad at their bandmate for being in a movie that's become a classic now Gets so mad that he beats up his girlfriend and then throws himself out of building. I mean, at least
1: what a he piece did Wow. I, I my mind is just it you know, you know in Star Wars when the, the Death Star blows up and it's just like the shockwave going out. Like <laughs> yeah. that was just my my head for like the last You can't comprehend it. Two minutes. I was... Jesus, wow. What's crazy is that... How how many people have we... You know, this is supposed to be a good, wholesome Christmas show. How many people have we said should die or whatever? (laughs) You know, that guy, Jim Jones. I mean, look, it's... You know, we're not... There's just a
0: lot of pieces of shit out there. And they tend to kind of orbit around stuff we love.
1: That's all. And and every one of them just just to put a final pin in that every one of them is unambiguously evil bad for humanity <laughs> right and but deserve you... whatever terrible fate is coming but wow but what yeah
0: he said he literally his quote is i got an LSD trip from the lord man wow well, I mean he's Mormon hey, now, so maybe that ironed out some of his piece of shittedness. Imagine you know?
1: that in Dead Alive when the guy's like, I kick ass for the Lord, right? Or it's like right. I got an LSD trip for the Lord. Like, yeah, whatever. You probably have impossible energy. Yeah, man, power that lawnmower. Go kill those zombies. <laughs> yeah. God. Apparently there's a
0: documentary about his conversion to Mormonism. Well, of course there is. I don't but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, Yeah, I don't give a shit. So, you know, but, but yeah, man. Anyways, but you know what is good for humanity? What's this extent? fucking movie and this messages fucking- that are in this movie? <laughs> Bringing it all back around. Um, Way to land the plane there. <laughs> I tried. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, it's hard to like kind of put into words like how much I think this movie le- or how happy I am that this movie exists. Mm-hmm. It's one of those weird occurrences where it's like I feel like this movie ha- actually like can change your viewpoint in a way, right? Like because it, the message is so clear, it's not ambiguous. You know, like mm-hmm. a lot of movies have become where it's just like, "Hey, do your best to be a better person." You know, uh,
1: that's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah. Know, Christmas, well, think... whatever. Who cares? Be be better. Period. Yeah. Right. Like, I think we get
0: lost uh, this time of year with consumerism and how how much of that controls people's attitudes during the Christmas season. And it's like, yeah, I'll get people gifts and my family members gifts and everything. But that's not what Christmas is about to me. It's not like the time you can get stuff for free from people that care about you. You know, it's more of spending time with people becoming something better you know it's all of that and i think that message is like super clear with this movie you know and it's kind of in the same line as why i like shawshank redemption so much and why i like the martian so much it's because it's like it's got a pretty clear message you know like martians about
1: about being better right
0: well no like martian and shawshank redemption are about uh like not losing hope and being able to overcome damn near insurmountable obstacles, you know? Uh, so, but this I'm just saying that the messages of of what they're trying to say is very clear, you know? Yeah. You know, it also is great Bobcat Goldthwait in this movie. He's so fucking funny.
1: Isn't he great and everything. (laughs)
0: Yeah, he really is. And i I, I miss him. <laughs> like I know he's like a director now and everything, but uh every time in this movie it's just worse and worse for him. Like every, every time every damn time. Every time, you know, You're getting <laughs> fired on
1: Christmas. Oh <laughs> right. well, you know, the thing yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, and then he's just trying to drink, you know, and it's like you he can't gets... even do that. Nope he gets so rock bottom that he gets money for blood donating not really donating to go buy himself a a fifth of more alcohol and passes out and then gets his jacket stolen you know
1: all of money. all of this within the span of like you know a work day 6 hours <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: yeah uh man even to illustrate how awful frank crosses in this he's timing how long it takes bobcat to get out of the building after he's fired he wanted it to be under five minutes and he got it (laughs) like holy fuck that's bad but no and then his uh bobcat's uh mental breakdown with the shotgun right at the end before Mm -hmm. uh before uh frank cross
1: uh ceased ghost of christmas future you know right right (laughs) <laughs> probably the only time an active shooter situation worked out in a positive way. I'm alive. And so are you. Yeah. <laughs> what do we think oh, about Karen Allen? Like, can we talk about her for a minute? Cause oh, I, I, man. I felt like I just, I, I wanted more and I, From I her? Ha- yeah, I haven't seen this in a long time. I was, I was really glad you brought it up and enjoyed Most of it, but as the kind of unrequited love interest of Bill Murray there, I just I I really wanted to just have a bit more substance with her because like she does have like a very charismatic smile and you get it on kind of a surface level. But that's kind of the one aspect I felt like uh, this needs more.
0: Right. I agree uh, on certain example or certain things there's, all, there's two times where I feel like she really nails it. Uh, and that's when they're in the shelter. Like, one of the times he's in the shelter visits her there. And she he's talking about how, like, he she needs to scrape them off, and they need to get fired. And he's like, they're volunteers, and it's Christmas, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, that she really nails it. Like, how heartbroken she is that someone she loved is behaving in the way that they are. Right, And then, like, right at the end when she visits him on set. Those are the only two two spots where I feel like she really nails it. And I agree with you on the other times where I, like, I, I wish that there was, like, more development. The only thing that I say is, like, well, that's fine, or I'm okay with it, is that it's not her story to be told. Right. You know? So it's a little bit more dismissive. I'm curious, though, because... Uh, both writers and bill murray have said that a lot of what was put into the movie was ultimately cut out and they said that only 40 percent of what was written was actually in the movie so i'm curious as if what was cut or not even shot were those moments
1: very possible because what i uncovered was that it was a long sloppy improv film and that that like you said, they shot a lot of things that they never wound up using. So mm-hmm. maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, what's unfortunate is that in 2006 there was a, a a special edition that was coming out called the "You'll Love It" edition, like ULE. Yule, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or YULE. Right, right, and um. That was supposed to come out in 2006 on DVD, and then it just went away. They had restored a bunch of stuff. There was a director's cut of it. Um, They restored a bunch of footage. They had a bunch of deleted scenes that were going to be on there. They had a commentary track by Richard Donner, which I would love to hear because you don't see too many Richard Donner movies with a commentary track on them. Mm-hmm. Um, And then... Uh, like making of stuff like behind the scenes special edition stuff of how they made the monsters and the ghosts and everything like yeah. really kind of like a really good special edition and then they just never released it 5 years later it came out on blu-ray but it's a it's the one i have and it's a shitty transfer and
1: that's it it's just the movie you know i mean so- it makes sense because for whatever bizarre hollywood deal making game of thronesians bullshit you know it it <laughs> took 30 some years for the soundtrack to even be released for real. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel like this is a soundtrack that a lot of people would put on for Christmas just well, because of that like... was
1: right around the time you're talking about there. So, you know, maybe there was a big push to get it pack and then there was some regime change at universal or whatever studio held the rights. Like, yeah, but we're not doing that. Oh, but that's great. Yeah, but we're not doing that, you know. Yeah. But when you
0: already have uh, it all together, just click that burn disc button. That's I mean, you got to do. That's,
1: that's, that's what we're saying as fans, <laughs> you know. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. just do the thing. <laughs> I wouldn't even
0: give you shit if you release the same poor quality Blu-ray, but with all the special features.
1: Hey, Danny you know?
0: Elfman, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh man speaking of Danny Elfman I love the music in this. Like way to nail what Christmas should sound like, you know?
1: He he is just a mad genius. <laughs> and and that is all that needs to be said about that. Um You know it's also awesome The year before he, Batman. Yeah. And then he just, would go on to do some of the greatest Christmas music with Batman Returns. This, yes.
0: <laughs> that's
1: right um oh god i lost my train of thought for just a second um it, it's easy to do when you're talking about danny elfman because there's so many jumping off points and ways you can yeah. go with that oh man I, it's
0: I, it's my brain's not functioning right now but I, it'll come to me later hopefully i don't think it was a
1: val or a I guess I'll just leave everyone hanging. They're, they're all valid. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Wait, when you jump back in with that, I'll edit that in after the credits song. <laughs> sure. And then when sure. nothing is there, everyone oh, will be yeah. like... I got it now.
0: What's uh, the special effects? I mean, I've always loved them in this movie, like the makeup effects and everything. And this was actually up for an Academy Award. No shit. Uh, guess what it lost to? Let's
1: see. Beetlejuice. 88. Oh, well. <laughs> so, that was... Uh... Mm. Makeup effects? Yeah, yep, man. But
0: like, both are great, man. Beetlejuice looks amazing. Yeah, so does yeah. this one.
1: And you know? D- do you know what the Academy Award for makeup achievement was created for? No. Rick Baker, Star Wars, a- American oh. Werewolf in London. Wow. Fucking like, a. We, like, yeah, like you, we need an award for we these guys need now. An award <laughs> for this. There yes. it happened. He did it. American Werewolf wow. in London, Rick Baker. Yeah.
0: Wow. You know, I always appreciate it when, like, not that I need the Academy Awards stamp of approval, but when they actually do something that's cool like that, where it's like they're recognizing that there are other talents in the industry, mm-hmm. that's a really good thing, you yeah. know? And yeah. especially American Werewolf in London, that's a monumental tour de force of, like, what you could do with the technology then you know no it
1: it it really is and he won it again for Ed Wood in 91 okay maybe three I don't know but because of his transformation of Martin Landau into Bela Lugosi so the whole thing circled back around and he won it again (laughs) for such a you know like real makeup on a real actor and it's just like oh it's just all of it's so good but anyway rick baker um, man
0: <laughs> uh awesome stuff um another side story uh it's actually kind of cool and it, it has to do with the special effects so they had uh for the ghost of christmas future you know usually is the grim reaper in almost everything mm-hmm. and so they uh they had made a like a full skull right to match the ribs with the tormented souls oh wow and then like they had made everything like ready to go they weren't working on it anymore and then richard donner was like yeah we're we're not going to do that anymore we're just going to use a a television screen for the face of, of christmas future <laughs> wow and they're like well what about like what about the other stuff like the tormented souls and the rib cage and they're like yeah. Um, don't need it. Uh, yeah, yeah, we don't need it. We're done with that. We're not going to do it. So, what they ended up doing is just bringing it to set, anyways. And they showed Richard Donner. He goes, Yeah, we're, we're going to need that in the movie. You know, <laughs> we're going to need the tormented souls in the movie, <laughs> you know. So, they weren't supposed to be in it. Uh, and it was just the, you know, mental strength of the, <laughs> you know, the special effect creators to bring it to set and show them.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: it really does look like some Freddy Krueger esque shit. Uh, with those tormented souls in the yeah. ribcage. cage
1: yeah it does and that's what i was saying earlier about like how scary the ghosts are because i i feel like that's such a critical component of the morality play at large mm-hmm. where if you don't buy into that then the soul of the film isn't there and you know, but but that's the thing that makes a Christmas story a very uh, relatable thing is and, and something that you can bring back and reinvent for modern times. And it always has a meaning. It always has, you know, whatever zeitgeist is that sort of component where you can bring it back and like whatever thing is right now, you've got that. And, you know, that's what works. So then and. I I feel like if you change the channel, you'd see Christmas with the Rockets and right. (laughs) You know, like everything that's that's so fucking eighties, but at the same time, you're just like, God damn, that's, that's why this is timeless right there. Put a pin on it. Boom. It is absolutely timeless. And it's also
0: maybe one of the reasons why I don't think of it as an eighties movie is because it, it feels like it's newer, like it has sta- stood the test of time mm-hmm. as well, you know, so I, I don't know. I feel like it's, it deserves its rightful place as being like a cult favorite movie, classic Christmas movie type thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, I do feel like it's kind of fallen off the wayside a little bit in recent years, but maybe that's just my perception because I don't really watch TV anymore. So I don't know what Christmas is, <laughs> what Christmases are playing what christmas movies are playing.
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know what christmas is playing that's. <laughs> that's what we want to walk away from you know one hour into this but uh that's funny. right <laughs> I, I never know what christmases are playing
0: um no this is one of those ones where it's like i've got christmas two nieces <laughs> it's one of those movies where it's like i, I want to show my nieces this movie and i think the 10 year old would be able to survive okay uh, but i don't know about uh,
1: the little one yet
0: yeah i yeah, think she might might, might, be little, might be a little
1: might be a scary little scary for that one yeah
0: especially when you know you get to ghost's christmas future you know with, man with what, your chest of souls <laughs> right what a creepy future though that future is like not a future i'd ever want to be a part of you know claire being in that awful white restaurant just scrape them off that's what an old friend used to say to me just scrape them off claire oh and then the deaf mute child being in an asylum oh my god yeah because he's because people go crazy because they're deaf and mute god that that was
1: uh that really hit me where like this awful person who communication is their whole business has an offspring that they can't communicate with. Yeah, you know, that's a I. It's just it's yeah, it's a it's downer. Pro, yeah, but it's profound in so many <laughs> levels. Well, profound like how? Like just I mean, other than like on top of what you yeah, said. Well, yeah, because his whole thing is like you know TV communicating, and then here's the one person you can't yeah. reach through that medium. So I, I guess just being a better person is the only way that he can get through, maybe. I don't know. It's just that really shook me.
0: Yeah. No, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Like, it's it would be awful, you know. Um, you have the tools to communicate, but someone can't perceive it.
1: You, you have the tools, but you don't have the talent. <laughs> <laughs> it's Miller time. It's Miller time, Yeah everything goes back to ghostbusters but well it kind of does this
0: is his first movie like we said in the beginning yeah after ghostbusters and i i feel like uh bill murray kind of hates everything that he's ever done you know on some
1: self-loathing artist what i see that's like a
0: a truck that a lot of people say (laughs) and i don't i don't hate myself i consider myself an artist and there's things that i haven't liked about
1: yeah that you know past. whatever but been, it's like been, i don't been i don't there, hate done what that, I do. bought the t-shirt yeah. you know yeah. moving on
0: <laughs> yeah but um uh it just seems like he i would consider bill murray as prolific but he just seems to be negative about a lot of movies he was in so like he the reason why he did ghostbusters was because he wanted to get this other movie called razor's edge off the ground and funded And Dan Aykroyd suggested that to Sony or Paramount, maybe it was Paramount, that if they funded, or if Bill Murray was in Ghostbusters, that they would then fund the Razor's Edge. But then the Razor's Edge flopped. And this was like a passion project of Bill Murray. So he basically was like, I'm I'm done with acting and I'm going to go to school. And that's what he did. Like he was in some school in France, I believe, studying philosophy for four years, uh, and then re- returned to S- Scrooge. So it was like fighting ghosts and fighting ghosts, you know? Yeah. Um, But it just seems like, because there's certain things that he said about this movie where it's like, man, do you hate it? Because he said that he's had a tough time talking about Scrooge. Uh, He called this movie a uh, shot, a big, long, sloppy movie. That's a quote from Bill Murray, yeah. you know? It's... it's uh, it's just weird you know he does he said he was tricked into being in ghostbusters 2 like
1: i'm like man Hey, he turned down so many scripts for that like i bet that that was him doing that like that that's why that took so long to get that off ghostbusters
0: 2 yeah okay it makes sense he's always kind of been the hold up but it, it just he has this harrison ford-esque about movies he's done Right, Mm -hmm. where it's just like man like people love you for these movies you know they have adoration because of what you've given them why do you hate it so much you know
1: i don't know that's that's the million dollar question you know (laughs) yes bill murray needs a little love in his heart you know i feel like he's the reason why zombie land is so beloved is like that weird cameo because like that wasn't originally him and then and then it kind of was and then it's like oh yeah fuck yeah i'd love to play ghostbusters with bill murray (laughs) and the world's over you know it's just yeah it's a whole weird wild thing um at the end of the day you know we're all artists and i think we're all sensitive in some way and that's what connects us to the art and whatever that means to you is only a question you can answer and sure that that's just kind of like a personal thing um it, it's not gonna make sense to anybody who's out there or, or they're just like but, but I want to know why it's just <laughs> right you know but it's like look you know we're we're all people we all put our pants on one leg at a time and um, whatever construct you build around that is just kind of a weird personal thing and that that's i don't know <laughs> i'm i'm floundering here but that's as close as i can equate what you were saying about like his whole hang up with being in that and hating everything but it it's like we're all sensitive in these weird strange ways and i i think that's what connects us not only to the art but as people you know very true you know and i think everyone who is
0: creative in any level. I'm not just saying, like, because a lot of people will assume, like, I'm just talking about, like, when I say creativity, I'm not talking about just, like, illustration, movie making, or any of that sort of stuff. The creativity shows itself in a lot of different ways, but people don't recognize it as such. Uh, but, um, I think anyone who has that creative spark, whatever it may be, is also their own worst enemy and are hypercritical of what they're doing, if yeah. they're taking it seriously. You yeah. know? Can Whether sure. it's you know like it could be a million different types of jobs or disciplines but so so to a certain extent i can understand where bill murray's coming from but i just wish he liked his movies more than he did you know because yeah i'll tell you what like the amount of movies that he has made have been memorable you know i mean like maybe, maybe,
1: maybe they wouldn't be as good you know if he wasn't so self uh hyper critical
0: yeah yeah this movie is very quotable But I don't know if I want to quote it too much You know Because it's very hilarious in the moment But we talked about like I think it was last episode where we were like Yeah there's some things you just can't say Because people might take it the wrong way And it's like right, quoting a right. movie yeah. Right? So it's like some of the stuff in here is like Yeah I wish I would say that Because it's funny But then it's like you might get the yeah, Excuse me?
1: Twenty twenty one. What did you say? That doesn't yeah.
0: translate so well Yeah But I do absolutely love when he's in the board meeting with all the executives and they show him the commercial for Mm -hmm. like Scrooge. And he goes,
1: I'm going to have to kill all of you. Hey, so we we talked about like, if you change the channel, you'd see the Rockettes. (laughs) Right. That was, this was the last performance of the solid gold dancers in that commercial. Really? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that. That's fucking bananas because they were everywhere too, you know. <laughs> like oh yeah. Yeah, they were everywhere. Yeah, I still remember them.
0: But they're all childhood memories. So there you go. Oh, oh, like what, what thing, happened? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> they're, they're oh disbanded. shit. That was <laughs> yeah. 20 years ago. Fuck. God. In uh what's awful is like seven more years. This movie's gonna be forty years old.
1: Fuck and the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon <laughs> <laughs> oh man well, well anyway, I, now now that we've ruined it i don't think we have
0: this this movie's great man like it's it's got such a great message of just like yeah being a better person being like present in society not just an asshole right, you know right. yeah. remembering what's important and what isn't mm-hmm. and it's never too late to change all of that you know no it isn't and i also do like the message that we can make miracles happen and miracles aren't just a random event you know yeah because he was talking about how like if you give you'll want to give more you know something along those lines if you want it you'll want it more and it's like what we consider miracles are something that doesn't that we don't do but that just happens you know, right. but it's like in reality, a miracle could be that donation could be that helping a stranger. You know, and just helping well, someone for you, when they need it. Yeah, well, for you, it would just be a random second, but for them, it could be like they're rock bottom. You know. Yeah. So that's like a a thing that I think we need to remember is uh, especially now, and I it's unfortunate that I see it more and more, and I wish it wasn't the case, but we need to start
1: treating each other just a little bit better you know
0: just a little, it's little
1: bit better not hard at all yeah you know like i i was uh in jimmy johns the other day and this lady was having a hard time cuz her kids were like playing with the ice maker and falling on the floor and everything it's so, like i i i just said as she was walking out i hope the rest of your day goes better and That really, like, it it was like hitting her with a a, a train because she was like, wow, thank you. And that's exactly what you're saying, where it's like being kind takes almost zero effort. And, Mm -hmm. like, it it feels like having a superpower, (laughs) you know, with how awful people are on a daily basis to each other, where if all you do is say thank you or something yeah that makes such a fucking glowing glowing difference to someone's life just Mm -hmm. yes let's let's pay
0: it forward a little bit you know be a little kinder you know be all of that yeah and and be the thing you want to be it it takes almost zero effort
1: just yes you know it's not manipulative it's not shitty just hey have a good day right we're ending this
0: on like a really positive note and i don't feel like it's appropriate you know where our social medias are you know where you can find us all of that stuff i just want to say happy holidays to everyone
1: out there you merry know it's, Festivus, yes whatever you celebrate exactly be whatever merry. it is yourself yes be kind be
0: merry be around your loved ones yeah tell them you care about them it's and so important nice.
1: Just be, be nice, just
0: be, be kind Be fucking nice <laughs> That's all I got Catch us next week, we're going to do a roundup Of our favorite movies that we saw in 2021 oh, Not movies that came out in 2021 Just yeah. the movies we just saw Because it's anything. been a lot of catch up You know, so right. Tune in next week for that I'll catch you on the next one Brian will be here as well Happy holidays
1: He waved. He waved, everyone. (laughs) He waved at you. Goodbye. Right, because that's so good for audio. (laughs)